This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Turning to entertainment news. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Everything you need to know from the world of entertainment and pop culture. Heard at the top of every hour on My Talk 1071. And what have you learned? Learned? learned. I wanted to mention in uh, local entertainment news, we learned this morning that Peter Ostrushko died. He played with Bob Dylan. He played with Willie Nelson. He played on Garrison Keillor's radio show. He played with the Minnesota Orchestra. Uh, he was 67. He had a stroke a couple years ago and died Wednesday of heart failure. Peter Ostrushko. And I don't, I don't know if you guys have ever heard all about the story about how a bunch of Minneapolis guys ended up playing on Bob Dylan's Blood on the Tracks album back in 75, but he was one of them, and that's a pretty great story and uh, a pretty great album. Um, some news from the Has, the toy, mo- toy maker Hasbro today. You probably heard that they've decided to uh, make Mr. Potato Head gender free. Yes, they now, saw that. It's just now Potato Head. Hey, Potato Head. Um, but they also announced that at Legoland in Florida, they're gonna there's gonna be a Peppa Pig theme park, and they announced oh. a, a My Little Pony movie heading to Netflix <laughs> next year. And a, and a Transformers animated series coming to Nickelodeon. So Hasbro getting busy today. I well, guess. all I can say is they're leaving a hole in the mermaid unicorn market. That is that is a very popular. Yes, it is. You know, thing. No, but Aquafina is making the movie The Mermaid right now. Oh, the, they're the remake. The, they're redoing it. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, we saw some news today in the Daily Mail that Emma Watson of. Harry Potter fame is stepping away from acting and won't be taking on any new projects for the foreseeable future. Uh, People might have noticed there was trouble in paradise when she didn't go on the uh, media tour with her castmates last year for Little Women. What's so, up with that? Uh, nobody quite knows. They, Isn't she's, she a UN ambassador? And I think I think she might be getting more involved with social justice. Okay. You know, she might not mm-hmm. need to work, and maybe yeah, she's been acting since she was a kid. Yeah. And she probably made a lot of Harry Potter money, and uh, supposedly she wants to hang out with her boyfriend. So that was such a, a slog of a movie. That Little Women version. Oh, I never saw it. Yeah, that sounded horrible. Well, right. It wasn't horrible, but it. But it was, yeah. It wasn't not cheap. worth. It gets the Lori thumb down, well, thumbs down. It wasn't I'd give res- it a sideways thumb. Yeah. There's okay. a better. I like the Winona Ryder Little Women version. Well, you know. Emma Watson retired from acting at the moment. All right, that's all. We're gonna have a, a bigger dirt alert in about twenty minutes with Elizabeth Reese. But uh, let's start the third and final hour of the show. Thanks for alerting us. My talk dirt alerts at the top of every hour and at 820, 1220, and 520 on My Talk 1071. 
final hour of the Thursday, February 25th show, The Lori and Julie Show. I'm Rocco. And a lot of people don't know that I run the conservatorship for Lori and Julia. And uh, <laughs> that's funny. That was funny, Rocco. <laughs> yes, thank you. I thought that might be a segue into yeah. our next topic, but um, oh, you you do you're you're newly appointed. Be careful yes. what you wish for, Rocco. I know. <laughs> that's right. I don't let you guys touch uh, any of the money. That, no, true. That is very true. Or any of the chocolate uh, macadamia treats that Lori brought that me back from Hawaii. She did. Keep your hands off. I know. Okay. There's only one left. Uh, so, Julia, you completely yes, forgot to watch GMA this morning and watch Britney Spears' dad's attorney sit down with Amy Robach and uh, appeared on it. But the interesting thing is this this is the attorney, Vivian Thorine. Mm-hmm. I'm like looking at her and I'm like, we know her because she was on framing Britney Spears weighing in just as a California attorney and someone who'd worked with Jamie Spears in the past, but no longer at the time of filming involved with the case. And she's the one who made the bombshell claim. I've never seen a conservatorship go back in favor of the person. Right. 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 Long, you know, maybe 15 years. So shortly after, they filmed that framing Britney Spears documentary, and this attorney, Vivian Thorine, went back to work for Jamie Spears. Oh, she did. Okay. And this is who spoke out to Good Morning America. This is the attorney um, who's, who defended, you know, um, Jamie Spears, and she's a partner in this law firm called the Holland and Knight, and she's a litigator and a trial Attorney and her specialties are estate conservatorship and guardianship matters. But she was speaking like for that documentary as a general expert, but yet she is somebody that was at the time when she was speaking, Lord, was she employed by the dad? No. Okay, so he picked her up afterwards. But she'd worked with him she since two thousand and eight. Okay. Okay. And um then at some point, several years later, quit. And all these noted in the documentary shortly after filming this interview, Vivian rejoined the conservatorship team re- representing Jamie Spears. Hmm. Just an interesting yep. twist um, of Weird. the story right. that makes you raise all of your eyebrows. Absolutely. So she is who Amy Robach sat down with. Got and it. there is a reason why Vivian... They went with GMA and Amy Robach. They did not want Savannah Guthrie doing a legal minded they didn't interview. Want, yeah, they didn't want someone. She couldn't. She wouldn't. Amy Robach is very good and everything, but she's not going to be. It's not her wheelhouse. It's not her wheelhouse. Right, so that's right. how. That's why she sat down with her. And to me, I mean, Rocco, you watched it too. Did you I, learn anything? Well, there's a lot of lawyer speak. There's a lot of lawyer speak, and there's also a lot of. Um, she was so matter of fact and sensible. I can see why Jamie Spears wanted her to speak out because the one thing she did show was a visit of Brittany at her mom's house, and Jamie was there in 2020, and they were like having a. Looked like they were having a picnic, or right. they were do, running around in the yard, and 
um, you know, they showed video of that sometime in 2020. I don't know. Um, is it worth it? Well, it's only seven minutes. We've got some audio for okay. you, so we've saved you some time. Rocco's yes. done some editing. I've cut it down a bit, so here's uh, cut one. Okay. Jamie's attorneys say court documents show that when he stepped in as conservator in 2008, Brittany's assets were only worth $2.8 million. They say he worked with his daughter to restore her finances under the conservatorship to nearly $60 million in 2019. It's a shocking number to know okay here's a a a rock star a a a pop star a young woman who's making 40 million a year and somehow she only ends up with 2.8 million in the bank does jamie know how that happened britney's assets were clearly being mismanaged and she was being taken advantage of financially by some of those around her how did jamie turn britney's finances around so dramatically he has Vegas. collaborated with her. Uh, he, when she is up for performing, she has performed. When she wants to record an album, she can record an album. And when she wants to live her life the way she wants, like a normal person, he has collaborated with her to do that as well. Okay. Well, I mean, what she's saying, because Britney has made four albums since the conservatorship. Right, right. She had a Vegas residency right, right, right. for five years. And we do know... That's that she wasn't in the right place and that there were nefarious people around her, Sam Lefty, that were taking advantage and billing her like it it seemed like. Yep. Because we did know that. But that happens in a lot of people's life. It doesn't mean. 2008. But it doesn't happen to people who are that kind of money, that kind of a person. That's the potential of how much you can extort, exploit from somebody with that much money, but it doesn't. It means you. It means your family would help you get a financial planner in there and help you gear it in the right direction. It doesn't mean you take over your daughter's life. But she, what she is saying, and what we do remember from that she time, was, she, she was, was having struggling. a break. She yeah, was having she was. a damn nervous right. breakdown. Okay, she was that struggling. was that was a clear thing. Now, what all those reasons were for that, but I mean, she was. Got having it. we were Got watching it. it and it was an it, it became painful for us oh. because we could clearly see and they kept filming it and showing it and and hounding her and doing all that kind of stuff yeah yeah okay. yeah yeah so you know I, we were glad that her dad stepped in we just had no idea what a conservatorship meant 100%. and all of that that's what that video or that documentary showed us is just like well a how awful everybody was yeah about making fun of it but okay so but you can see hear how very you know you can see like she's good at her job yep okay in november her attorney telling a judge my client has informed me that she is afraid of her father adding she will not perform again if her father is in charge of her career can you explain why britney's lawyer is saying she doesn't want her dad in charge of her finances anymore and she's actually saying at least through her lawyer her lawyer is saying that britney says she won't perform anymore until her dad is no longer in charge of her that's the best question why would that happen why would that statement be made throughout 2020 britney and her father had many conversations and in fact early on in the pandemic they spent two weeks with other family members hunkered down in Louisiana. They showed that video. Brittany and Jamie went on long drives together. They played and worked in the family garden. 
And every night, Jamie cooked Southern comfort food that the family ate and enjoyed together. And in that time, Brittany never expressed those words to her father. She's never asked him to step aside. Okay. So I, but I, okay, love, that. I love the detail that he cooked a family dinner barbecue yeah, that's what every I mean. night. That's, like, what well, I mean. that's an interesting little but thing. But Amy, that, we that was need. a good yes, question because we did know that. That yes, Brittany said, I'm not performing if my dad is in charge. Yes. She walked off the stage. She was going to be at, so, the M- at the MGM. So their defense is that she never mentioned it when they were together. Yeah, and then they showed this video and whatever. And yep. so she's maybe alluding that the, this is lawyer speak. I don't know. Let's play the next one, Marco. So is it the belief that this is something her lawyer's saying and that it's not coming from Brittany herself? Jamie loves his daughter. And like any other family, issues come up from time to time. But this in no way takes away from the love and support that they have for each other. Brittany knows that her daddy loves her. And she knows that she can call on him anytime, conservatorship or not. Vivian, it is difficult to understand then why Britney's lawyer actually took it a step further and said that Britney was scared of her father, scared of Jamie. Does Jamie have any idea why that statement would be made? In the many conversations that Jamie and Britney had throughout 2020, Britney never said those things to Jamie. She never asked him to step aside. If Brittany, through her lawyer, though, is asking that Jamie, her father, not be a part of her conservatorship, why does Jamie then still insist on being her conservator? Jamie serves as Brittany's conservator because he loves her. He wants the best for Brittany. Okay, she sounded like a robot, first of all. Very kind of robotic. But, I mean, Amy was good. I, I mean, think so, she, too. She kept trying to ask the same question, but why? But she wouldn't get it. You know, so she, she wouldn't always answer or no. whatever. And uh, Jamie loves his daughter, so not doesn't address, well, why did the lawyer say she exactly. was scared? Who, you know, I don't know what kind of fight When did that Jamie had. beat up the kid? I mean, he beat up, he... That was like 2019. Oh, that was that So before. they okay. had made they'd up... they made up, okay. They'd made up over that, but... Um, yeah, it just sounds like, you know, did the daughter and daddy have a very complicated relationship? 100%. There must have been some kind of big fight, and somebody isn't speaking, and... Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the... Must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. And speaking up and there's just so much money involved and uh so i don't know Uh, i don't know but that uh vivian thoreen jamie loves his daughter 
Brittany loves her the, daddy loves her. I was like, I so in the mini conversations, mm-hmm. this never came. She sounded like a robot. Yeah, it was very robotic. Yep. Yeah. But anyway, Brittany hasn't posted anything today since or since yesterday, the horns with the bull. And um, you know, I'm just gonna give Jamie one little thing. Obviously, he doesn't like her boyfriend Sam. Yeah. And he doesn't think he's, he's right got the for best Brittany inten- and has the best intentions. That's what I think the beef is really about. I do think Brittany would like her dad not to be in that, but I think he's not willing to step aside as long as she's still dating him. Because got it. That's just my theory got on, it. on that whole situation. Because he's like ten years younger than Brittany. Yeah, and he's twenty nine, and she's thirty nine. It would be hard not to wonder what. The person dating her intentions are that'd be hard. Yes, I would. Any first of all, any parent would wonder that you know you want to pick the right person for your kid, and then you know, right, if right. your kid has sixty million dollars. Right, I know. So anyway, that that was the big interview, and sorry, Amy, you really did do a pretty good job. There. She did, yeah. But I just think uh, that Savannah. That's why Vivian was like, "No way, hell she's, no, I'm well, not talking to the attorney." She's the best. All right, listen, we will be right back. We have Elizabeth Reese today, Rocco. Yes, we do. So. Right, we'll be back uh, with the Dirt Alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Hey, Elizabeth Reese, well, hi, bringing friends. us our Dirt Alert. I love it. Happy Thursday. Nice to hear your voices you today. Too. Hey, I've got to start with this Lady Gaga story. I've been following this all day, and I just feel so uh, sad about it. This is like, I mean, it's not a kid, but it's as close to somebody. If you're a dog mom or yes. dad, if you're tragic. kid, you're, it's tragic. To, so, it's a dog nap. And two of these dogs are still missing. It's really terrible. And the dog walker is in critical condition. So let me tell you what happened. Lady Gaga is in Rome, okay? And she has a dog walker named Ryan Fisher. And she's filming... Gucci, just yes. so you know why she's in Rome. Yes, she's working. Uh-huh. Um, so her dog walker is named Ryan Fisher, and this is a friend of hers as well. And there is new video that TMZ showed that a neighbor released, okay? And you can watch the confrontation between the shooters and Lady Gaga's dog walker happen. Ryan Fisher. Yep. So here's what happens. the guy Ryan is walking the dogs. There are three French bulldogs, okay? And two men get out of the backseat of a car after it rolls up on him. It's a white sedan. And you hear one of the men cock the gun and say, give it up. Fisher puts up a fight. He's screaming for help and yelling for one of the dogs before the gun goes off. A bullet strikes him in the chest. He falls down to the sidewalk. And then each thief, again, there are two of them, they go into the back seat with one dog per person. The second dog is yelping as it's taken. Oh. You can hear it. And then the third dog left. Asia. Asia got away. Runs back to Ryan Fisher, the dog walker. Mm-hmm. Now, the neighbor released this video because Gaga's team wants it to be seen to try to catch the shooter and recover these dogs. Lady Gaga is heartbroken and very upset about this. She's now offering $500,000 for their return, but right now there's no suspect. And Ryan Fisher is in tough shape. I mean, they were saying this morning that he was in the hospital, that he was going to be okay, but now I'm seeing reports all over the place that he's in critical condition. Oh, Oh, stop. It's terrible. That is so horrible. Who kidnaps dogs? Who would stick up with a dog with a knife? Is the black market Frenchie 
uh, market so big or was it a targeted? They knew these dogs belonged to Lady Gaga and has, uh, you know, have they demanded a ransom? So that's the bigger <laughs> question. And no one has said as everything I've been following today, it hasn't been clear on if they knew these were Gaga's or, dogs yeah, or not. Or they just dumb, degenerate pieces of crap. Yeah. Who are out kidnapping French bulldogs. Right. I mean, it's. Well, there are a lot of those people out there right now. There yeah. are? I guess the French bulldog trade is, like, big. <sighs> and then I don't know if they, I mean, if you could, like, black market sell that it was Lady Gaga's dog. That's so terrible. It's just terrible. And this Jeez. guy, you know, Ryan Fisher is a good friend of hers. There are lots of photos of him with the dogs. A lot and- of pictures of the dogs. And I remember a couple years ago... She dressed up all three of them as Chia pets for Halloween. It was hysterical. So cute. (laughs) It's just very, very sad. She set up an email address, um, Koji and Gustav at gmail.com, just to ask for information. So if anybody and people are emailing in tips, I'm sure. And again, she was offering $500,000 as a reward. No questions asked. Well, I'd have questions. Unbelievable. Still unclear Jeez. if she's planning to fly home because she's preparing to film the movie Gucci. So that's where she is. I'm yeah, sure this it's guy Ryan is a good buddy of hers. I mean, they've been friends for oh, several yeah. years, and he's her like main. I mean, he does. Well, she loves dogs. Like, he yeah. runs an account on Instagram called Valley of the Dogs. Oh, oh man. Th- that is so. I mean, it was nine forty at night. How it's just very sad. terrible. Yeah, it's terrible for anybody to be violated that way and Elizabeth, to feel like you can't go for a walk. Yeah, we have not had a dog napping ever that a, I can recall. A celebrity dog napping? No, no, I, I can't. So. That I can't either. I can't think of anything. Like no, it. I can't either. And her dogs are kind of known. I mean, they are kind of well-known dogs. They've made an appearance. They're not as well-known as like um, Carl Lagerfeld's white cat. Yes. Yes. But they are, I mean, there's so many cute photos of them. That's just so scary for those poor little sweet things. So I'm hoping that I have better news to share with you tomorrow about this. Koji and Gustav. Yep, Koji and Gustav. And the third one... um, Miss Asia, Miss Asia. Made it, Mm -hmm. made it. Unbelievable. Oh, I bet Lady Gaga is just feeling sick. Um, Okay, let's talk about other things across the pond. Queen Elizabeth leaning on loved ones amid Prince Philip's hospitalization. This just keeps going on and on. Have they found out anything new? No. Let me tell you why they're putting this story out. (laughs) Because they're feeling bad that they're such schmoes? Yes, that they threw the way they, they screwed up Harry and Meghan so bad they ran them out of the family and never defended them. Yeah, and now they've got this big sit-down interview coming up on March 7th with Oprah, mm-hmm. counter-programmed with the uh, the events happening for Commonwealth Day Which in the they UK. moved up. They moved to Sunday the 7th when Commonwealth Day is actually on a Monday. Who takes a holiday that's not on a weekend and moves it to a weekend? It's terrible. The salty white island that wants to uh, try and uh, do everything they can to not acknowledge. And the whole world sees it, that uh, they bullied her, Kate Middleton. I I mean, not Kate, but the Megan. Megan. I, I wish she would drop the receipts about just really how awful everybody is. But I know she won't. Right. Because they're her son's family that's right Mm -hmm. so so she won't but they they um she's megan is more clear-eyed about all of this i I think in the interview she's going to be talking more to oprah at least this is what i've read 
Whereas Harry, you know, has been in this toxic stew. Yeah, yeah. His well, whole life. And right? Americans just have a completely different view of the royal family than Brits do. It's just a completely different view. And they we don't do have it. look down on Americans yes. if you're an aristocrat. And who's more aristocratic than the damn royal family? Nobody. They are a bunch of snobs. Yeah. Here's what a source <laughs> says. It's been a rough few weeks for the queen, that's for sure. The situation with Harry and Meghan has been challenging. And on top of that, she's distraught over her beloved husband's yes, health setback. Yes, I believe it. Petty so- Betty got played. <laughs> Queen Elizabeth, she she listened to the wrong people, and William wasn't a bigger man, and neither was Prince Charles. Kristen Stewart, guys, first pictures of her as Diana, amazing, really good, yeah, really. She's a she's a chameleon. She really is. Mm -hmm. Fun Uh, being with you guys. Oh, Elizabeth, thank you, honey. (laughs) You're welcome. She has a theory. Well, people have been petitioning the airlines, asking like for not Freedom of Information Act, but asking for give us all you know, like America, because pilots, pilots of the skies see things up above the cloud pack, Jules. Okay. Okay. That's a theory that the pilots know they see unexplained things. And you know what the pilots union or pilot at any airline, they just say, ask the government. That's their standard thing. Just okay. ask the government. Is this because a pilot saw a UFO and then no one can explain it the other night? Yeah, kind of the, my theory is the pilot code of, you just tell your friends, you know, you don't, it's not anything you want to get out there saying a lot of, A, your company might not appreciate, whatever. It's just like pilots try and not be big, big mouths about all their UFO sightings. This is my theory, Rocco. Just okay. 100% just thinking like a pilot, having worked at an airline. Okay. You know, sometimes not everybody needs to know anything. Sometimes you're not sure with, you may have looked, it's like me when I saw the fin, maybe, maybe I saw the oh, fin. the shark, the yellow shark. But maybe swine. it was the swimmer. Right. Okay, fair That's enough. That's how fast it happened. Fair enough. You know, kind of. Yeah. Uh, like, um, you know, there's a theory that uh, predator and prey, that you can tell what's what by by their eyesight. Do you guys know that? Predator and prey. A predator and prey. If you have good eyesight. Predators um, will have, uh, their okay, eyes will be close together. And prey, their eyes are always farther apart like because they need to be more aware. Like an alligator eyes are on the side of the head. I don't know. I, might I be feel you're making up. this. I, I, I'm not where making are we going with any of this, Rocco. There is what? a theory that you okay. can tell what is more often if if that animal, like they always call you know an alpha predator of the ocean is you know sharks. Okay, yes, fair. okay, maybe a whale could eat them or something, but they're the alpha predator. You know. There's hey, al- is there a rhyme or reason? What I'm what just saying, one of them has eyes close together and one of them what has... What does this have to do with the pilots? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, where are we? Misreading your eyesight is what I'm saying. Pilots do not want to bring attention to anything with their... <laughs> I'm really... Can you play okay, I just, some... I just Googled you, predator or no, prey eyes. You yeah. need to just play something some music comes up. in the background. <laughs> so, wait a minute. Something comes up when you go to probably like, came up in the study of duh. Right. Some eyes that face forward on a skull suggest a predator. 
Forward-facing eyes allow for binocular or stereoscopic vision, which allows an animal to see and judge depth. So, and that's the predator. That's the predator. The one that you got to watch out for. Animals with eyes on the side of their head would suggest a prey animal, because they're looking peripherally, like, ah, who's going to get me? Right. So there you go. Lori's right. She had a theory. All right. And now, Julia, you were gone, Lori. Julia wanted to start wearing a monocle. Oh, did she (laughs) now? Yes. Because that would be so good for your one eye wrinkle. (laughs) Oh, God. And and you said she's not mean to you. (laughs) Wait, what did you just say? She said the amount of vision would be good for your one eye wrinkle. I, and and I said, you want, you just told me last week that Lori's not mean to you. And that she, I thought not. that was kind of mean. She's funny. That she's was talking funny. about your wrinkles. That was funny. No, you she would get more. Saying, you, would get, you would get more wrinkles on one side of your head and you'd be lops, lopsided. Would you be a prey? You'd be lop wrinkled. Yeah, <laughs> no, you'd, you'd have such a screwed up eye. I just thought that was funny. Okay, yeah. good. Well, no, then, maybe I misread it. <laughs> I'm trying to keep protect you. Yeah, oh, you don't, don't have, have to. to. Uh, you're the, your you're the prey. There's there's two of you in there. One's predator, one's prey. <laughs> <laughs> now that's true. That's true. I don't know where I got off I on that tangent. I really because theories are this as I in general, with the UFOs. American Airlines said yes, direct your that. interest to the government. That's what I heard because. Yeah. Someone just saw something, and there was something big in Canada the other night, and it feels like we're seeing a lot more things flashing lights in the skies. We don't know if they're drones. We don't know what they are. Who the hell knows? All I know is that the pilots that saw the guy, the jetpack at LAX, had to, that was the story everybody wanted them to tell over and over, because that's like out of a movie. You know, and all of a sudden yeah, through the cloud back, there's some... You can was, see Jim Carrey flying up saying hi and liar, liar. <laughs> when he went up on the stairs, remember, when the kid was leaving and the yeah. wife moving to Boston, he's chasing him home, oh. but he'd be in a jetpack. Don't you think people that, like, get, you know, elected or get a top clearance, top secret clearance... They all the want to know about they, the, Yeah. Mm-hmm. They probably want to look up JFK and aliens. Well, they... Any, I, anything that I maybe... I wish I was more interested in this topic. I feel like Barack Obama and... And and Bush talked about this. That that's, that was the one thing that their friends asked him: find out everything you, you can about that UFOs and aliens. You feel like Trump would have done that? No, you know? he wouldn't have been interested. He wouldn't have cared. He seemed, he <laughs> no, he like wouldn't have cared. That's a theory you can take to the bank. <laughs> okay, he would not care about UFOs one one bit. And so. let's never speak of him again. Well, I'm mean, just saying that's a theory that I think I can take to the bank. Now, here's another theory. This is from. Um, do you think people, the people that you know that are living or working out of their houses and homes, how many of them want to go back to the office? Okay. Well, it's interesting. Everyone I know who works here wants to come back. I feel like a lot of um, salespeople, more social people that I know want to go back into the office. Mm-hmm. Um the collaborative environment, just mm-hmm. getting out of their homes and having their home be their home again and getting mm-hmm. away. And where two people are working from home, I feel like those households, someone wants to go back to work because they're sick of just being together 24-7. So what would you say out of the breakdown is 70% of people want to go back to work, uh, 30% want to stay home, 50-50? I feel like it? people have found it to be a sweet deal, too. Some people, I think it works for them. So I'll say 40 38% of people want to go back to work. 
Want to go back to work? Mm-hmm. What do you think, I'll say- I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 65 want to go back to work. Rocco is closer to it. I should say Almost I was 70% of people do want to get back to their office environment. They miss their buddies. They miss the socialness. But 32% of people want to stay remote forever. Maybe that was the number I read. They want to stay remote forever. Um, because they bought homes in Montana and all these in Florida and all these remote places already <laughs> before the real estate prices get even more expensive. Well, here's the theory. I think it's just going to depend on what your job is and what kind of a person I you are. I think so, too. I, I wonder. Yeah. I, my I my sister told me she does not want to go back to work. Right. Her office wants her to come back to work. I think my mom wants her to go back to work because she's, she's working been working more, at I home. Would too. But my sister's feet have gotten lazy. She said her boobs have gotten lazy. She, so doesn't, she doesn't want to put on a bra and get dressed? Kind of. She loves, she's in, uh, she does uh, payroll. Right. You know? She just said, you know, I, I love doing payroll in my slippers. But I would be like your mom. I'd be like, you know, I'd like it if you left the house so I could be alone in my house for a little while. Yeah, I know. I would be like that. Yeah. So I'm glad it's higher than I thought. It is higher than I'm glad think. it's higher because I do know people who like the freedom of, you know, if I want to, you know, instead of working out before I went to the office, I can go work out at 11. It depends on, I guess, everything every, about your job and how social you I think it does too. But is it one of those things too where you always want what you don't have? Like maybe people that are going into work kind of w- are jealous of the people that are staying no, home? No, because I think there's always been a thing from the the, the workforce of America, Rocco, if I can just speak on behalf <laughs> yes. of the workforce of America. <laughs> thank God we were wondering okay. if you are going to bring them no, up. No, but there's always been a thing, like, why do you have to work, like, be at the office from 9 to 5, or why can't you work home more often, or why isn't there more flexibility with work as long as you're getting the work done, the numbers are being met, whatever your, uh, you know, goal is, whatever your boss expects from you, what difference does it make how, when, or when that how it happens as long as it's happening right because this used to be a big thing for me in corporate america and and it was for me in sales like i've already made my quota why do i have to stay out till friday afternoon when everyone's done working till five we would sit and do nothing it's like if you've made your quota why but things have changed since we were in that world I, i get that but there are still some places where people are very tight with the american workers time and if anything you know People have to show flexibility to people, workers, and not be such a tight, you know, but about, you know, hours that are work or time off that people might need or trade, you know, yeah. that people should be more flexible. Everyone I think would be people happier. should be come out. I think that will come out on the other end because everyone's uh, yeah, had to be so. so flexible. And even the people who were in charge of that probably like the flexibility. Well, I think know, there's going to be a lot more of that. You get like an hour and a half back. Like, let's say my wife, she no longer needs to take a half hour to get ready. She no longer needs to drive a half hour each way. But does you know she I mean? miss the social aspects I don't think of going she does, into work? Or to be she honest, really but does she it. could be, you know, she could be the anomaly. But I think she likes it. 
Well, maybe ask her and report back to us. But if you some want people, private. you know, in, in, but I also think. I think it's good for your mental health sometimes to get out and do it. I can't wait for people to come back to work here. Neither can I. I saw traffic today. Good. That just makes me smile. Yeah. Um, So people get out of the left lane. Yeah. Don't want to. Don't want you to get lazy there because there are more cars on the road. Have you guys guys been downtown Minneapolis during a a work day? It is just a ghost. Well, yeah, because, you know, there's so many offices like Target isn't going to go back downtown until everybody's vaccinated, which they said is probably September or something. But introverts, of course, are going to continue to want to work from home and maybe they have more. You know, like people will have more opportunity to do it. But when people can get back to work, if you want to go, it'll be great for people who will have to go back to work that don't want to. I've got one of my kids is already going back into the office. Yeah. Excited? Yeah. Very. Yeah. Very. Sick of working at the dining room table. Mm-hmm. Yep. One of them is very excited. So in they're starting the slow comeback, you know. For people who want to come back, they can now. Is that what they're calling the slow comeback? I'm just calling that. Yeah, that's your calling. I don't know what it's called, but I think. But he's very excited about it. Good. Yeah. All right. Well, that's we, all what, the made I up don't, crap and I, I partially really, um, real stuff that is. Uh, that was something. It, it was a cob salad of <laughs> theories. Okay. <laughs> Not a chef salad. A cob salad. A cob salad. salad. A right. better, it's a better level than a. That's right. A cob <laughs> salad is always better. It is always better. <laughs> okay. We'll be right back. Okay. A couple things to look at on the website today. Yes, I did the curation today Thank of you, the charcuterie board called Thank Gloria you. and Julia Page. <laughs> You're such a giver. I love Love it. Okay, so we're we're starting with art, Julia. I just have Paris on my mind because watching that show, call my agent, set in you know Paris, yes, it's, it's so, just fun. so fun. Yep. So this came up a Vincent Van Gogh painting, you guys, of a Paris street um, from a hundred from eighteen. It was painted in eighteen eighty seven, and you know where. Have you both been to Paris? Yes. Okay, Montmartre. Montmartre, where yes, the Roulin Rouges and Sacre Coeur is up there. The artist yeah. corner and everything, yes. Okay, so this is Montmartre, but it's in 1887 when that part of Paris was really, I mean, it's a windmill and right, wheat right. fields, you know. We have saw that all in Moulin Rouge. Yes, Julia, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> And it's called the street scene in Montmartre, and it has been owned by a French family for the most of the time since it was painted in 1887, and they are selling the painting. It's only been owned by like two people, and it's wow. um, going to be, Sotheby's thinks it will um, sell for $10 million. but we posted it, and... You know, it's oh, just yeah. a pretty... Yeah, very cool. But I'm like looking at it, I'm like, that doesn't look like any Montmartre I've ever oh, been exactly. to. But you have to remember time and place in Paris, just like, you know, Bloomington used to be. My friend Jackie says, you wouldn't have believed all the farms that were in Bloomington. In Woodbury, you wouldn't believe all the farms that yeah. used to be there when I moved there yeah. 15 years ago. Yes. So, right, anyway. Rocco? Yeah, I was. I've been in Woodbury. It was in Woodbury in '84. I saw those farms become housed, housing developments. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they said it's an interesting work for Van Gogh because it was. Uh, it it's not the exuberant works he did in Provence. You know the sun flowers and you know sort of that impressionist. It's sort of a different style. So it's a very exciting art. Uh, thing that I did. When the hammer goes down, who knows how much it'll sell for. All right. Okay. Then the other one. Sold. 
The other mm-hmm. one that we have is Rufus, who learned how to tap dance with his mom nine months ago when all this started. This is the cutest video pos- out there. How old is Rufus? Rufus is nine. Okay. Or excuse me, he's eight. And they're tap dancing. And she put down, and her name is Lizzie G. And she put down, they tap danced on a green screen. Mm-hmm. So people were... Then putting in different floors. Yes, different like the Saturday things. Night Fever and it's, floor. And... It's from the tap dance that they're doing is a specific one from Singing in the Rain. Oh, it's, I absolutely love that. They are so good. They are so perfectly in sync. She's just like in like a, you know, torn up pair of jeans and they're super casual. They're just in their living room and it's really cute. That's really cute. Okay. All right. Naomi Campbell is on the cover of a magazine I've never heard of, but she looks amazing. It's called ID Magazine. I've heard of that one. You have? Okay. It's ID. ID. And she's on the cover. Looks amazing. In a headdress. And one eye is winking and one eye is open. That is the only thing I don't care for in the photograph. I don't know if I like the winking eye. No. Well, you know, Jeff Bezos has one eye that winks. Yeah, but that's an eye that's stuck that way, Julia. You think so? She's winking. Oh. I mean, I do I love to wink. You're a good winker. <laughs> I love get. Don't you love a wink, though? Lori. When somebody winks Lori at you. loves to wink where you like to wink more than anyone, though. This I know. used to be. Because what was that game? You'd play dad or killer or something. Yeah. And be, you'd wink at someone. That was a game. Like, you'd play yeah. at a party. And if you'd wink at someone, then you're out. I don't know. I Rocco, just, that might date us. That I was, am not a wink. I can't wink. You know what else I can't do? I can't snap. Snap your fingers. Oh, no. Really? I think it's I always, in our generation. We had a deck of cards, our eyelids and our fingers. No, the younger people right. do not underestimate when you're getting out there. And when, when in doubt, wink. Oh, Lori, I love wink it. Wink and smile. This is really we've given a lot of help to the younger generation today really? with all of our and knowledge. The, the perimenopausal. We're reaching <laughs> all across the board. The andopausal. And the song White Lines is a good song to get ready to, to put on uh, mascara and dance. Let's just listen to it again, Lines. Yeah, we didn't really get it because we never got to freeze. Oh, see. That's my friend sent me that. My friend said, Freeze. Here we go. Maybe someone's putting on mascara right now. Nothing to gain except killing your brain. Right? And I liked that it was just all rhythm and not a lot of talk. Uh, Duran Duran did a cover of this a few years ago. It wasn't so bad. Oh, really? It was all right. It was? Yeah. We'll play that sometime. Maybe this could be our Friday sing along. Oh, Rocco. Get higher. Get higher. Get Get higher, higher, baby. baby. Here we go. Get higher, baby. Free base. Oh, oh. <laughs> now we know what he's talking Rocco, about. I never knew at the I time ever. what this song was ever. about. It wasn't until you were later. too busy dancing, dancing and getting ready. And I mean, I knew what white lines were, but I didn't associate this song with that. Ever. We didn't think anything of it ever. We just thought it was such a great. One hundred percent, party and get ready to when, go out. So one hundred percent. And then if they would play it, you know, at um, any of the dance, dance places, there used to be so many places to dance. And she can dance. <sighs> They're coming back. The classic car company. Oh, remember, oh, oh I had my, so OMG. Minnetonka. Uh-huh. So many fun nights there. Yeah, Rocco, and Timothy there, O'Toole. O'Toole. Would you say the classic the car, car company? company? Was and then on Timothy O'Toole's, O'Toole's right, right next, next door. door. Oh. That was on a Bloomington Strip. 
No, no this is South Shore Boulevard. Oh, off of Highway 100. Totally. That was kind of a hot spot there for a second. Time. Yeah, for a couple of years. And my girlfriend and I lived over by Cedar Lake, and we would just ride our bikes. That's the best way to travel sometimes. <laughs> because we knew, and we're like, well, yep. if we meet anybody cute, we can... Um, Lock the up our bikes. We can leave, <laughs> leave our bikes overnight. We can leave our bikes overnight <laughs> at the bar. Well, there you go. Another flashback story. <laughs> uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Have a good night, everyone. Job done. Off you go.